self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we We are are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point and TikTok at Eddie B. Talking. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question, comment, read it later that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on the aforementioned uh, social media and think we have one. Yes, Angel sent something on Instagram that she wanted us to respond to, which is a Joe Budden audio clip. I'm going to play it so y'all can hear what we're talking about. <laughs> what? I have no idea, no. You do the... And even I done walked in the corner and faked like I was putting a condom on before. <laughs> <laughs> Be working. What? <laughs> what? And I'm the wiser. What do you mean, what? Oh, yes, you, I did that. You faked the put one thousand percent. That was that was my that was my poor. I'm asking. That was my poor execution of my of my plan after I mastered it, which was to just bust through the lambskin. <laughs> Let me go find. I don't know if I ever used a lambskin. Let me go find the thinnest condom in the world. You bastard doing that. Huh? Bust the lid? You planned to bust the lid? I'm not having it. Yo, what? Oh, man, this guy. Yo, you were a sicko, for real, yo. No, I used to be. Oh, Please don't. Please don't misrepresent me. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm not here, no. Yeah, that's uh, very, very problematic. That... What he's saying is problematic, but to the motherfuckers in the background just laughing about it, y'all are problematic too. You probably feel like, oh, I didn't say I do it or I don't do it. Yet you laughing, nobody's correcting him. Nobody's like, that's fucked up, Joe. You're like, y'all just giggling at the shit like it's cool. It's not. That is problematic for so many reasons. Um, And what? So whose fault is it? If at any point he caught HIV or AIDS doing that fuck shit, whose fault? You gonna be mad at the girl then? Like, oh, she gave me. No, you, through you doing bullshit, contracted HIV and, and AIDS. That's what happens. Like, why? The things that men do to women that they feel like is okay shows just over and over again how much y'all don't respect women. And by y'all, I mean niggas like Joe, but not men in general. But like, good God, you go. So, you know, she wants you to use a condom. You agree to do so. And then you go off somewhere, pretend to put it on and don't. Or you purposely try to break through the car. Like. The, the levels of how this is problematic. So it sounds like. What he was uh, going to say before he got interrupted was about not wearing condoms. Like, it sounded like he was going to say, I, I ain't wearing no condom. So, his solution to that 
is to fake putting on a condom in the corner or find a thin condom that he could hopefully break just so he could have unprotected sex. Yeah. You know, the danger of having unprotected sex ain't even as significant as how much you must not respect a woman to do something like that. And it's a lot of men who will say they respect women, but they don't really genuinely respect them as humans. You know, I don't know what today Joe Budden is like in, in terms of what he say, but the mere fact that he's saying this without condemning it fully, without saying y'all shouldn't be doing this. And the people in the background, one of them said, what? I mean, as if it was a measure of this, some outlandish shit to have done. But to not have challenged him on it, to not have let young listeners hear you say that's fucked up, you shouldn't do that shit. You're right. That's even more dangerous. That's that nudge, nudge shit. That's that stay in the man club shit. Because I imagine Joe Budden podcast, if you go against him, <laughs> challenge him, might be a problem. If you say, Joe, you, you know that shit's like non-consensual sex at that point, right? Like, even if somebody said, yes, let's have sex, but we got to do it protected. Once you do something that doesn't exist in the realm of what the rules were set at the beginning, it's now non-consensual. You're doing something that she didn't agree to. And that's a lot of dudes don't understand this again, because uh, men have been conditioned to look at women like fucking property, like prized possessions, like cars and shit. Like you can do whatever you want with your car. But, but not able to see the humanity in women. Because if you did, you wouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. Like the kind of loyalty that men be holding up to their homeboys is not the same kind of loyalty that they be holding up to women. It's a whole bunch of other ways that men coerce women. They coerce women with money by saying, well, I paid for the first date. You owe me something. Uh, they coerce women by tactics like when you're chilling and the woman say, no, I don't want to have sex. And then they'll be like, OK, well, I'm going to go. You know, trying to get women to be like, OK, well, we can do it. Why would you even want sex like that? L? Why? Like. For sex, for me, need to be a full blown. Absolutely. Yes. Boy, come here. I just don't know what the kick is of feeling like you got to convince a woman to 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 do do it or have sex. I mean, and if you do, that's some teenager ain't neither one of us really did it or got no experience type shit, I guess. But that wouldn't be the case if we could raise our boys differently. But Joe Budden, you know, is just a, a 
consistent encapsulation every now and then of of a lot of bullshit that men ain't supposed to been did, ain't supposed to do. And I don't know how many men it is who do shit like that, but it's real fucked up. And that, you know, I wonder if these things are considered different than stealthing because stealthing is when you're having sex with somebody with the condom on and then you take it off. Or is stealthing just the whole genre of not having a condom on when the woman think you have a condom on? It's the whole genre. I don't think how you're doing it matters. It's the the act of doing it. So I think it is still stealthing. How easy, I don't know if you had this experience, but how easy is it to tell when a condom is on versus when a condom is off? I don't know. Never had unprotected Mm-mm. sex in. I mean, I haven't dated a whole lot and, and usually it doesn't get to <laughs> that point anyway. Don't get to no unprotected point if it would. No, you know? no. Um, but I would imagine, I wouldn't imagine it would be, especially if the person told you that they did or you had the expectation that they did. I don't think that they, it, it would be different enough in the moment that you would know. I don't think so. I don't I've, think- I part of me feel like you should know, right? Like, because in my head right now, I'm thinking that if, if somebody touched me with a latex glove on versus with one off, I would know. But it isn't a touch. I don't mean touch like I, that. I mean, I'm I trying not. I was trying to. I was trying to avoid saying "give me a hand job," but. <laughs> <laughs> but that's still different from. You're still looking at it from the person of the. The insertion instead of the inserted. No, 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 no. I'm saying for you. What I'm saying is, I feel like the nerve endings that you have would be able to detect at a point when latex is hitting those endings versus when skin to skin is hitting those it's endings. Not, it's not, but that's what I'm saying. It's not, the nerve endings and the way that it's set up is not the same as a penis. It, it's not the same. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't. And maybe it depends on how wet the woman is. But any women. There's, I mean, there's, too many factors that will go in there that could like keep you from knowing I feel like so any women that have experience with this that's open to saying it and letting us know the experience between a unprotected sex and protected sex like is it that easy to detect the difference let us know so we can know. I feel like if it was niggas gonna get away with it like, I feel like we know that already because I feel like they would be getting caught. See, but there are other variables, though. There is the, like, I don't want to take away the variable of she wants sex at this point that she said yes. We ain't even going to get into she don't want sex. She, she's, she wants sex at this point. So the reality that it feels good enough not to stop it at this point. And then we got the variable of, oh, shit, this man uh, took this condom off. What would it look like for me to try to stop him? Like the anger, the the power, the authority. I don't think you would be thinking about that in them. It's like because a lot of women let stuff happen because they scared of what the man's response be if they if they say something like that. That's going on all over the place. So it would. It does, but I don't know. 
that that would be across the board, every woman. Because you're going to have to beat me. But I'm not going to just lay there. I'm, you're different. You, you're going to have to, like, physically fight me. You're different. It's going to turn into a whole different situation. You get um, that killer instinct. Like, you naturally like ID Channel. You don't force yourself to like it. You naturally like it. You're a different kind of person. But a lot, see, everybody always acts like I'm so strange for that. There are a lot of women that watch that shit. I'm not and saying like, you're strange. And, like, listen to podcasts. Like, I don't even listen to the um, podcasts that people do. Right. All I'm saying is you're different from a grown person that watched My Little Pony. That's all I'm saying. I, those women are too. <laughs> yeah, like y- y'all are different. Y'all are naturally gravitating toward that. You ain't watching it to learn nothing. You you are naturally odd. But and, I mean, I, I still think there would be enough women who would do something about it, right? Because if that if that was the case, we wouldn't even know about rape because nobody would come forward ever about it. You you just be raped, taken, and just not say nothing about it. So I think there would be women who would be like, that was, because how did we even find out about Stilton? How did this become a thing? That it got a because name? stupid ass niggas like Joe Bunn act like, like it's some right. goddamn badge of honor between niggas. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like women, even among women, even if they weren't like telling people, I feel like among women, we would have known that this was a thing and we did it. I don't know. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's different enough for women i think it's very different for the man which is obviously why they doing this fuck shit but i don't know how different it is for the woman and i think men are convinced themselves that different because it ain't that different man i mean it feel better yeah but it don't feel better enough to override the respect and the value of a person's word and what they told you their desires are if you're a person who respects women but if you're a person who sees women for whatever the capabilities that they're able to provide to you, such as sex, such as cleaning your drawers and cooking your meals, and that this is what their purpose is, it's different enough for the, for that nigga, for somebody who isn't respectful of women. It don't take much for them. It don't have to be substantially different for them kind of niggas. <laughs> That's so fucking like Joe Blaine is a trash ass nigga. I mean, it's not like we this ain't the first fuck thing that he said. He's a terrible person. I think part of his shtick is being a terrible person. Like he cool with it. Unfortunately. He keep getting away with it too. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's just gonna keep doing it. Yeah. So that's terrible and you know, I was talking to somebody about this, and the first time I had sex, my condom broke. I was terrified. That's how you're supposed to be. And I didn't know, and I didn't know it was broke. Like the difference between why are you having sex is different between having sex because I don't know when it broke. I would think that at, at some point I'd recognize it, but I don't. I didn't. And she was 23, and I was 16, so you know. That was an issue, generally speaking, but she's still been all right, legally speaking. You were 16, so she was good. Mm-hmm. But I was scared. I was like, we had no conversation about sex prior to that. I didn't know to ask questions about whether she was on birth control or none of that shit. I told her, I said, uh oh, the condom broke. She said, 
It's okay. I take that to mean these days as she was on birth control or some form of protection where she didn't have to worry about it. Probably. But I didn't know to ask them questions, man. That's that teenage shit. I had a client one time who I gave him some condoms because he told me he was sexually active. I went to the health department and got condoms and they were colored condoms. And he was like, I'm not finna use these. I said, why not? He was like, they colors. I don't want to be in there looking like a little kid with some colors, con- colored condoms. I like, bro, if you don't stop fucking people, you need to stop <laughs> having sex. Period. Give me my condoms back. I'm going to give them to somebody who appreciate them for their function. And like, what do you think? Like a kid, you're, you said you had sex in a pool, bro. Like, why are you? Anyway. Um, that's just evidence that like young people ain't got no business having sex like that. They just don't. And motherfuckers need to tighten up because you ain't got the knowledge. But yeah. Joe Budden is trash. Yep. No secret. No secret. Um. But yeah, thanks, Angel. <sighs> men ain't shit. Some men ain't shit. Um, I have Reddit. Am I the asshole? I always pick the asshole. I don't want to do this one. Um, <laughs> you said you do? Mm-hmm. Because I want to... It sounds more dumb than asshole. So there has to be other things to it for it to be an asshole situation and not that she just dumb. Am I the asshole for having my boyfriend live with me rent free? Like no. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like normally that wouldn't be the case. So what? I, it has to be some other factors that make her feel like mm-hmm. she's being an asshole for it. I just want to know what the other factors are. They're both twenty. Um, no. She's 20. She got two female roommates. No. I live with three roommates. Oh, the third one being her boyfriend. Okay. She's 20. Her two female roommates are both 20. And then her boyfriend's 23. So you living with roommates and this nigga not paying. That's why you the asshole. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I live with three roommates, two of which I also lived with last year. We live in an off-campus apartment right off of our college campus, which is in the city. My boyfriend graduated from the same college last year. Other than occasional music gigs, he doesn't have a job. Me and my boyfriend have been dating since high school and are both from a suburb about 30 minutes outside the city. Since all of his gigs are in the city and he doesn't want to live with his parents and commute, I I was okay with him just living with me, even though it's technically against our lease. Since he doesn't have a job, he can't pay rent $700 a month, even though he does chip in for utilities. Me and the roommates that lived together last year are really close. We do almost everything together and spend most of our time at home together. Our third roommate just met us in August. She's nice, clean, and considerate, but she makes zero effort to be friends with us, probably since she has friends and a boyfriend of her own. She's usually out of the house at his place or her her friend's houses that are in our off-campus neighborhood. Still, Still, we all get the vibe that she doesn't like us. This week, I overheard her talking on a call in her room about how she hated that my boyfriend lives with us since he doesn't pay rent and since he isn't on the lease. 
and we're keeping his living situation on the DL. He doesn't have a house key, so he leaves the door unlocked when he rarely leaves. What? However, she also hates that he's there all day. She said he wakes up, he takes up the kitchen for hours and acts weird toward her when she has to go in there alone with him. I don't believe this. She resents having to split rent four ways when there's five people living there and is considering taking it to the landlord, which could get me and him evicted. I told my boyfriend about this and he's livid. We think she's being vindictive on purpose since she doesn't like us, but I do feel bad even though my parents pay my rent. My other two roommates love my boyfriend as much as they love me, and the four of us, me, two roomies, and boyfriend are incredibly close. I can't imagine my boyfriend and I being separated since this girl wants to make a big deal out of nothing. So am I the asshole for housing my long-term partner when he has no good option? But he does have another option. 30 minutes is nothing. He, his parents live 30 minutes outside of the city? 30 minutes ain't shit. I thought you was going to say he was like, you know, eight hours away or something. He lives 30 minutes outside of the city. And you, how you gonna say this girl is an asshole because she don't want the next? So when I lived on campus when I was in college, I became an RA, and one of the main fucking problems that residents would come to me with was people keeping significant. And most of the time, it was girls. Dudes usually didn't have their girls in their room like that but like girls would like let niggas almost move into their room and the roommates felt uncomfortable because this is supposed to be a situation where this is their home they can walk around how they want to because it's, it's just other girls in there and then this nigga on the couch every morning eating cereal and watching tv in the common room and so it would always become a problem eventually where the roommates were like he needs to go he ain't even supposed to be here because they weren't supposed to have like overnight guests of the opposite sex. And dude would be there for like weeks. Mm. Like you gotta be respectful of your roommates. That's one of the, the caveats to having roommates is that you don't, you wanna just live with your boyfriend and get a spot. Because if y'all advertise that room and just wanted somebody to come in and split the rent, she ain't gotta be cool with y'all. She don't have to be friends with y'all. She paying her rent. If she paying the shit she's supposed to pay and she ain't causing no problems, she ain't got to be friends with her. Y'all wanted to have this fucking the telesho- the, uh, the TV show friends kind of a situation and she ain't with it. She already had her own life. She just needed somewhere to stay. She don't have to be friends with y'all. Like your whole reason for her being a dick is because she don't want to be friends with y'all. But like she ain't got to be. She got to pay her rent. Mind her fucking business, which it sound like she been doing up until the point that you moved this nigga in. How you gonna tell her he don't make her uncomfortable? You don't know her life or what situation she could have going on that would make it uncomfortable for her to walk in and it's just a, a nigga in the house all the time. She don't even have her boyfriend over like that because if she did, you would have mentioned that. Sorry, you're being an asshole. And you're probably finna get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna she gonna snitch on y'all, and I don't know if that's gonna cause problems for the other roommates. You know, the onus of responsibility on not being a fucking creep and making other people uncomfortable is on the person living with you. Like I think that those people need to be held accountable now. This, though, gets into philosophy of the situation. 
Because I had this situation when I was living with Cheeks and Sheila. Uh, it's a whole long, drawn-out story about them. Uh, Red, I don't know if you remember when I was living with Zach. White boy? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it was. It might have been in the same building you was in. No, it wasn't in the same. I don't know. I don't think we ever lived in the same building. Where did I live? Did you meet me while I was living with Sheila and Cheeks? I think so. Because I think I lived in your building before you moved in there. And then I had moved out of there into the other one with Cheeks and Sheila by the time we met. I think you were living with them. But I feel like you talked about Zach. Maybe that's why I know who he is. But like, I probably did because his brother was the most disgusting motherfucker I ever seen in my life. But was he the one whose parents were like paying? They were rich. Yeah, they paid. Yeah. They didn't pay my rent. But they but paid up when he moved out. When he moved out, they gave they bought me like six months worth of money and said, "Here you go, he go the rest of his rent." And so I let Cheeks and Sheila move in with me for free because I had the money. Uh, I just never been a greedy ass. I'm gonna take all I can type dude. I was like, "Look, y'all come stay with me for free. It's fine." That's um, why I remember the story. Then we moved. That ain't even like, again, that's me not being greedy, being generous to some friends. And then we moved over to the other place we was in and both of them was living in a room. And the argument about rent cost was, no, you're paying for your room. (laughs) We paying for this room. So we not all, it's not Eddie, Cheeks and Sheila. It's Eddie and then Cheeks and Sheila. So I was making enough money back then not to care. I was like, okay, we split it in half. You know, but now I'm like, that That should have been three ways. What kind of friends you got if they would extract from you like that? You know what I'm saying? Is is part of what I'm saying. Like, where is the consideration? I come to learn that Cheeks and Sheila ain't really very considerate people in a lot of different ways. Uh, but that, that comes back to that philosophy. If you believe that she's renting that room out, then it don't matter if she got five people in that room. That room is still getting paid for. But if you believe that everybody who lives in a space should be giving the same amount of money, then that's different. Until one be- of them felt like everybody should be giving up space. Everybody who has a place here should be giving up money for it. I could see that if the person only stayed in your room, but he doesn't. He's in the shared parts of the apartment, which is what's problematic. He ain't just coming in and going to her room because she's uncomfortable about going in the kitchen. She's uncomfortable about going in the living room because he ain't just confined to the room. And she said herself, he did all the time because when she was saying she's complaining about him leaving the door open when he leaves. But you said he rarely leave, which means he there all the goddamn time. So that's the it. Like it's like you can make that argument. However, that's only if he gonna stay confined to your room. But if he out here roaming around in the common space, then no. <laughs> that's a problem. And that was the problem with the the uh, roommate situations when I was staying in a in the dorms. Is that the boyfriend will be out in the common space. So, like, you got to put more clothes on to come out there than you normally would because this nigga sitting out there. Like, 
you're not comfortable to just live in a space that you're paying for. If I'm paying for some shit, I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to. Like what? Now I gotta be concerned about is a dude sitting out here all the time. So if I was just gonna walk out in my t-shirt and underwear, I ain't gonna do that when he out here. So now I gotta put clothes on to walk around my own home that I'm paying for. No, absolutely not. You know, I think that she's the asshole more because she's so oblivious to how this is impacting everybody else. Yeah. If she has some sympathy for the people who live there who are struggling with it and not justifying every piece just because some like it, all of them should like it, then yeah. maybe I'll see it differently. But I don't. the fact that she's looking at it like this and being so aggressive towards that individual, she lived there. That that's that's what her that's where her home is right now. Like she shouldn't be uncomfortable in her own house because of some other dude. I'd be less inclined to say she the asshole if she really was telling her boyfriend, look, these are rules that I need you to follow, these are things I need you to do. This is we need to make sure that everybody else is comfortable here. And a part of that is you spending too much time in the fucking kitchen, bro. Like the trade off of not driving 30 minutes away is fucking not having access to a kitchen. It is what it is. Go to McDonald's. But I feel like it's a reasonable conversation that can be had and reasonable changes to be made that can make you not the asshole. But the fact that you're just saying that, well, because my parents pay my rent, my boyfriend should be able to stay here and he have no responsibilities in it. And, you know, he could use the kitchen and use the whole house and, you know, my other friends love him. I mean, this one person is she's just got a vendetta. She's not creeped out by him or weird. Like you're the asshole because you're not willing to conceptualize that somebody actually be um bothered by him being there in the capacity that he is. Another thing is like we don't know other people's traumas, you know? Yeah. This woman might not have ever been left alone with a man in this capacity or may have had some kind of abuse from a man when she was left alone with him and be uncomfortable in many ways that your people ain't going to tell you about because it ain't your business. The only thing that, that you need to know is that I don't like this motherfucker being in the kitchen around me by myself and it's your responsibility to do something about it. So if you get kicked out, it'll be your fault because you're an asshole in this situation. You can't, you know. And, and again, so what I think more is more of <clears throat> more of the issue is probably less that it's 30 minutes away. Cause like I said, I don't care where even people purposefully live, I don't know what city they're in, but like people purposefully live outside of New York to not have to deal with the shit in the city and drive in. So 30 minutes is not a long time, no matter where it is you live. It don't even have to be down south. 30 minutes is not a long time. What I think that issue is the nigga's not working. He's a musician doing gigs. If he dead at the house all the time, that means he not having a whole lot of gigs. And paying to transport yourself, even if it's just 30 minutes on a regular basis, it's going to be expensive for an unemployed person. <laughs> that's what I think. It, it ain't that it's 30 minutes away. Like, it's, that's not a long, that's not a long drive. I live, I moved, th- I'm about 30 minutes away from downtown Birmingham, where I live at now. So anytime I meet up with everybody, we usually go to restaurants and shit that's downtown Southside. It's about 30 minutes. It's not a big fucking deal. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> it's not that deep. It's a short drive. 
So, you know, when I was living in Auburn, 30 minute drive was too long for me for a long distance relationship. Really? 30 minutes? I grew up in the, I grew up in a town where everything was in five minute walkable distance, maybe okay. 10. Well, so when I went to Auburn, yeah, the idea of driving 30 minutes that I never had to do ever because everything I wanted, I can get to in you know two, three minutes driving. No, nah, I did not like it. Yes. Now, that changed when I moved to Charlotte the first time because everywhere to get take 30 minutes. <laughs> and I was talking to somebody across town. You know, so they never that's never seemed long to me. Um, like I said, even now. In order for me to get to downtown from where I'm at, it's 30 minutes. It's about 30 minutes. No matter where downtown I'm going. It's not that long. Is it longer than what it was when I lived in Hoover? Sure. But it ain't so long that I, when I'm invited to go do stuff that I would be like, that's too far. <laughs> it's 30 minutes. Um. But I guarantee you, it's less about the time and more about money. If he's a, a struggling musician, like I said, the fact that he always at the apartment and she even the, the uh, writer said he rarely leaves, which means he rarely have fucking gigs, which means he rarely making money. And that ain't no guarantee that the gigs are paid. You fresh out of college doing in a band, like how much money are you making? Probably not a whole lot. I wouldn't imagine. No. So, but yeah, you're a dick, ma'am. Like you, you don't get to tell her she's not bothered by his presence just because your other two friends aren't. She lives there. She pays. Keep him in your room. Keep him out the common areas. Agreed. Um, my husband confessed to having sex with his female coworker after she dared him to. The guy I'm dating is too perfect. Why don't I like him? Am I the asshole for being upset that I can't see my boyfriend's kids? Am I the asshole for not answering my girlfriend's calls at her whim? Or am I the asshole for being brutally honest and then telling my dad and wife to accept it? I feel like the first one is going to really make me angry. Mm-hmm. Um, because is he using the fact that she dared him as some kind of, she dared me to. I didn't do it because I wanted to. It was just a dare. Because what the fuck does that have to do with anything? He cheated in the story. She dared it. Read that. I just want to know. Like, the, the, the list that people will go to try to, like, Make themselves not responsible for their choice that she dared me, babe. What was I supposed to do? Now, this is in um true off my chest. Not am I the asshole? He, 36, came forward and confessed to me about it two days ago. He said that it happened four months ago. His new female co-worker was harassing him at work and being all flirty and over chatted with him. He said he tried so hard to draw the line with her, putting into her harassing text and comments, but then he said she cornered him and dared him to have sex with her and kept nagging him, saying he couldn't handle her if he tried. He said he didn't know and why he acted the way he he did. He didn't know 
He said he didn't know how and why he acted the way he did, but said that she pushed a button to him and he let her get in his head. He said that very same day, I know which day it was, he found himself in her place that one thing led to another and it just happened. He swore he had no control over what he did and that he in that moment <laughs> felt like he wasn't himself and now he's deep in guilt. He admitted going to therapy for the past two months to try to overcome this, but he said he couldn't do that without coming clean about what he did. In the middle of all my shock and disappointment, he's begging me to help him rebuild my trust in him and give him a chance. He also offered to quit his job. So that's what I want, but I don't know. I did not give an answer. I'm just still in shock. I guess don't know how to handle this. Although I haven't seen him since the confession, he is hasn't stopped trying to speak to me. Sir. So let me get to, I just so a new bitch starts working at your office. She starts flirting with you, sending you text messages that are unwanted, so you say. And your solution to this to this person who continues to harass you sexually is to have sex with them. Make that make motherfucking sense. Do you, how do you sound? She, she said I couldn't handle her, so I had to show her I could. What? How, what do you want me to do with it? Why? Like, you should have just came in here and started packing your shit, then told me this story and continued to leave, because that's exactly what the fuck is about to happen. I don't care if you quit your job or not. This whole situation shows that there is something wrong with you. What happened when the next bitch start there? Or at a, you gonna be the new person at your next job? What happens if somebody come up to there at your next job and do this shit? Like this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. This is the stupidest justification for cheating that I've ever heard in my life. I don't. I don't know what happened. It's just you know. You do know what happened. You fucked her. I, I, we both know what happened. You want to justify it by saying she goes into it, and so therefore it's her fault. We so, are, we are in a long line of people who are making the worst excuses for having sex outside of their marriage. You so. Go to you at work. You got in the car, drove to her place. At no point. During that drive, did you say, what the fuck am I doing? I don't need to do this shit. No, you drove all the way to her place and went in and fucked her. And now you want somebody to feel like you were a victim? You know what victims of sexual harassment do? Report it. <laughs> That's what victims do. Yeah, there's avenues at your job. It, even if they don't report it, having sex with the person who is sexually harassing you does the opposite of what you're wanting, which is for them to leave you alone. <laughs> this is so, st I've never heard a stupider excuse for fucking somebody. Like, <laughs> I would start laughing, like I would be angry, but I feel like I would just start laughing at their audacity to try to come in here and act like you were a victim. Oh, poor you, she was sexually harassing you and all you thought that you could do with your back against the wall was fuck her. How do you say that? She should have said, I dare your ass to leave and don't bring your ass back. Oh, that didn't trigger it? Because it sounds like something your ass wanted to do to me. Sounds like something you chose to do to me. That's such a trash ass reason. Like, I've never heard it. Like, <laughs> what? 
Oh, God. Even people, like I said, I said people who are being sexually assaulted report. Not everybody does because depending on the situation. So I, let me not act like if you don't report it, it's not happening. But a logical sequence of events is not for you to go fuck that person. <laughs> is that it? It's not going to get them to leave you alone. That's going to do the opposite. And you're a grown man. How old did they give age? Did she give ages? 36. Get the fuck out of here, bro. No. No. 27. Who's 27? A female co-worker. We don't know her age. No. No. You 36 years old. That's the best you can come up with. And again, for me, <laughs> don't ever insult my intelligence. If you really want to see me get red for real, fucking insult my intelligence. Come tell me some fucking shit that don't make no sense. Because now you just be double disrespectful. You did this shit disrespectful. And now you come and telling me this fucking story that we both knew I wasn't going to buy. It's disrespectful. This is how much you think of me that this was all you thought. I'm going to hit her with this and she's going to forgive me. Fuck out of here. Are you serious? You can't be. You can do what you want, ma'am. You know. And he going to counseling. What? For what? What is his? What are his therapeutic goals in counseling for fucking his coworker? I'm dealing with his own fucking guilt. Like, I can't believe I did that. I need help. Not my wife. He made two mistakes. Well, first, all right, well, he made multiple mistakes. The first mistake is he let this woman get in his head. All right. Number two. He actually had sex with the woman. Three, you told your wife. You know, you you if you ain't the kind of person that got enough skin in the game to be able to cheat, hide it from your wife, and stay who you was for your wife the whole time, then you don't need to be fucking cheating, okay? God damn. Now, clearly, I don't agree with cheating at all, period. But, you know... I mean, I've had people come to me about cheating. Therapeutic. Sure you have, too. It's never uh. like this. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a, this is a rare occurrence. Like, I, I'd be surprised. I don't know if... what I would say. If I had a client come in and be like, you know, I was being harassed at work. You know, she just kept, she kept sending me text messages and she kept making all these flirty gestures. Then one day she just cornered me and, and double dog dared me to have sex with her. <laughs> Bitch, what? Excuse me? Excuse me. Yeah. Not a good look. You sound stupid. You sound stupid. I mean, he sounds stupid. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's like, it's one of those situations where, okay, I thought my husband was smart. <laughs> my husband's stupid. I mean, stupid, stupid. Like, he uh, he bought him out of the barrel. Worse. That's, that's, that is the worst excuse I've ever heard, for sure. Bar none. Like, my nigga. 
And again, it's disrespectful. Like if you if you're gonna come at me with something, then you need to make sure it's gonna make sense. Because if you're telling me dumb shit, then I'm gonna feel like you think I'm dumb that I was even gonna buy this. And now we got a whole nother problem because how the fuck dare you think that this was gonna be okay? I but I don't think you're dumb. I don't think you're dumb, wife. I don't think you're dumb. How is she not dumb? Hmm. What do you mean? That's what he gonna say. Oh. When you say, "Oh, you think I'm stupid, huh?" No. You good at math? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this one of situations where, like, I would be mad, but also just like laughing like get the fuck out get get out right now like at, right now at, like don't even get all of your stuff because you're not coming back in so like take the time you need and i'm not gonna help you maybe you can call that bitch she can help you i you gotta go that's I don't want to hear, I don't, you know, if you're in counseling cooler, I hope that makes you a better person for the next bitch. As far as you and I are concerned, though. You gotta go. You gotta go. Because, so, if your male co-worker had been doing this and dared you, would you have fucked him, too? Because, I mean, it's all about just being dared, right? Because, you, you know, you don't know. So, if this had been a, a nigga that was sending you flirty messages... And like cornered you in the in the break room and, and was like, you can't handle me, Chad. I feel like they're right. Chad, you can't handle me. You couldn't handle it if, if would you have then followed Chad home and fucked Chad? Probably not. So let's not use this. Okay. I don't know now. I don't know now yet. I mean You think he would have went home and fucked Chad? I mean, it's a lot of motherfuckers getting their backs blowed out by some Chads. Some good old nice family men. You know, that nobody ever know about. So you never know. Maybe he don't even know. Clearly, if his logic is real, he don't know. As soon as Chad be like, hey, I bet you can't handle this. <laughs> he just transform. Yes, I can. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I'll be there at your house tonight. I don't know. I don't know. Is that that's dumb? Yes. We are we are humans. We have been endowed with sentience. We ain't we ain't just characters who um meet just decide to do what it want to do when it want to do it. it. That ain't how it works. <laughs> okay, that's not how it works. We can choose. And if, if somebody tell you that they can't choose some this, they can't control themselves, that's some dangerous shit in itself. That's some dangerous shit in itself. It is. Um, I kind of, uh, I don't know. Okay, so I have Ab on the asshole for confronting a woman about her dog after my daughter got upset. That one, the only way I could see is it because, okay. Remy is a very friendly dog. Kingston, my miniature schnauzer, was not. I would be walking Kingston, and people would have their kids, and they would be like, oh, 
can she pet him? And I would be like, no. And most people would just be like, okay. But then every now and then, you have people like, well, why not? Bitch, because he gonna bite your fucking kid. Well, if I tell you no, he's a dog. Common sense says that I don't trust that he's, you know, your one, that your kid is even gonna come, your kids come in quick, okay? They don't ease in the pet dogs because they don't know yet to do that. And so I'm not gonna be responsible for your child getting bit, so no. And even with Remy being friendly, Kids are unpredictable, and I just don't know. I'm never going to be responsible for him biting nobody's fucking child. So I always say no. Most people are respectful of that, and they know, like, oh, okay, well, maybe, you know, he's not as friendly as he looks. But, like, every now and then, you'll have somebody that questions that shit. Bitch, does it matter? I said no. Keep you and Becky walking. Like, yo, you you don't have rights to pet my fucking dog. Like, get her a dog if you want her to be able to pet dogs. But she don't have to pet this. Like, get out of here. Okay. You sound, sound like you want to do that one. Now, watch, I did all that talking, and it ain't even going to be about that. But I don't know how, what else it could be for you to be asking that you're the asshole. Um, I live in a, oh, I guess this is supposed to be forbidden. Because I live in a building where pets are strictly verboten, is what she wrote. Is that even a real word? Oh. I ain't never heard that. V-E-R-B-O-T-E-N? What the fuck is that? I don't know. (laughs) She means forbidden. Uh, You can't have one even if you own the apartment. Last week, I was leaving the building with my six-year-old, and another resident was coming down the stairs with some tiny dog in her tote bag. My daughter started fussing as I've told her it's not me. It's against us getting a dog, but it's the building rules. My daughter wanted to know why this lady didn't need to follow them. The woman stopped and asked my daughter if she wanted to say hi and that the dog was friendly, so I decided to call her out on breaking the rule. Mind your business, (laughs) ma'am. She said it wasn't her dog. She was just sitting for a week whilst her friend had a baby, but still, the rules are strict. Dogs can mess up communal areas. She said this is why she's carrying him, but said he wouldn't be a bother as he's super old, but she still has to let him roam to do his business. I got a little heated and she said she had to go walk him. I told her if I saw her again with the dog, I would tell her landlord. And she literally rolled her eyes at me and said whatever like a child. She acting like a child? I sent the message to the building group chat about it and was mainly ignored. Yeah, because mind your fucking business, bitch. Except for one person who said they spoke to the neighbor and her dog and they were both nice, but that's not the point. My child now thinks I'm either lying about the dog rule or that rules don't matter. My wife think I overreacted because you did. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, your wife, you still could be a woman. Mind your business. This what it really the, the problems of the world could really be resolved if more people minded their goddamn business. You mad because you got to answer a question to your kid. You, do you know how many times you're going to be out with your child and they're going to ask you a question because of something they saw? Are you going to go up to every single person that like triggers a question to your child and say, you got my kid questioning me. <laughs> how dare you? Mind your fucking business. Mind your business. This one had nothing to do with you. You talking about a dog could mess up communal spaces. Obviously, this one isn't because you've been in communal spaces and ain't seen no shit. You didn't even know the dog was there till you saw her out with it. Mind your fucking business. Shit. Why are you just pause about this? Because it's all because your kid asked you, like, well, she has a dog. Okay. You know, Juvenile said, if you mind your fucking business, then your life will be spared. (laughs) 
She should have minded her. He should have minded his goddamn business. White people, man, tell me this. Have you seen the new season of Atlanta yet? Mm-mm. I haven't started watching it. It feels like when it first came out. Oh, wow. Because last season was so weird to me. Last season was yeah, so was- weird. I was like, eh. But every single episode that's out, it's five episodes out, it got that original Atlanta charm to it. Mm. But there is no shortage of subtle white, fuck white people in this season. (laughs) But white people be out here really, they really be thinking that this world is theirs. They really think this world is theirs. He mad at the group chat because they mind their goddamn business and they don't care. Like that, that their response should be the response that you have. It ain't affecting me. It don't have nothing to do with me. If she get caught, she get caught. But I don't give a fuck enough to go out of my way to alert these people about this dog. Mind your fucking business. Mind your business. And go your life will be spared. <laughs> like I don't. It just I don't understand. Like I see all of these different. Like you see these videos on like TikTok of people recording white people like coming over and, and putting themselves in situations that don't have nothing to do. I walk past so many things that I might see that I'm like, oh, that's weird. Or what the fuck they doing that? But guess what I don't do? I don't go over there and bother them people because I mind my goddamn business. It don't have nothing to do with me. There's no reason for me to involve myself. But I've said this before. I just really don't think that white people got enough problems. I think black people and people of color in general have so many fucking issues just of our own anyway. We don't have the time. Like living in America as a black woman is difficult enough. I don't have the time to go out looking for shit. But I think white people's life is so idealistic. They gotta go find shit to be upset about. Because why? You know how many times like we would be out when I was a kid and I would ask my mom about some shit and she would just tell me how it was and then that was just it. Like we just went on about our fucking business. Like I don't I don't understand. Like I and I, it boggles my mind. It seems like it would be such a more difficult way to live to always feel like you need to involve your shit yourself in shit that don't got nothing to do with you. Like there was a TikTok video of a black family at the beach. And they had their toddler tied up to like a um like well one of the little harness the little human leash things that people have mm-hmm. on the toddler um on the the table to keep her because it's the beach there's water to keep her from like walking out too far and getting in the water because you take your kid your five minutes in kid time is like an hour they can do so much in five minutes so to avoid that they just had her tied up to the table in a human grade leash that white people started using, okay? This white lady who this had nothing to do with came over to this family and just started like, you know, it's really inhumane for you to have her on that leash. Um, You know, I, could, I think I talked about this before, like she offered to watch the child so she wouldn't have to be on the leash. You're a stranger to them. How do you sound? You really think that it's, it's better parenting for them to let some strange person come up and take their kid than for them to keep the kid where they can watch them and where they can't get in trouble by putting this little rope on them. You sound crazy as fuck, bitch. <laughs> but what? Why would they let you watch their kid? They don't know you. But because you, you're you white and you're trustworthy in your mind, these black people should be completely fine with you watching their baby. <laughs> Mind your business. Like, I don't, uh, uh, I don't get it. 
It just seems like it'd be easier to mind your fucking business. It is theoretically. Like, is some shit got something to do with me? Sure. Or if it's my, you know, as a a therapist, I am a legal mandatory reporter of child abuse. Even if I wasn't, I would still report child abuse. But like legally, I have a, I, I'm supposed to do that. So in situations like that, sure. And then that's still reporting it to these other people and not me inserting myself in situations with the parents. I'm supposed to make a report to the people who do investigate this shit. Like, well, I don't get it. I just don't... I don't get why it's so hard for them to mind their business. But it's so difficult. It's really... Like, they see some shit going on and they just gotta get involved every time. No matter what it is or how much it has nothing to do with it. (laughs) Mind your fucking business, bitch. Yes, you the asshole. Let me see what people said. Um... You're the asshole. Don't make things hard on someone doing a favor for a friend because your daughter got upset. It's temporary. If your daughter was with you, she knows it is temporary. Explain it to her again. Just don't be that person that makes life harder for someone else over something that doesn't actually impact you in anything but a superficial way. Agree. Like... Oh my God, people! Uh, I ain't got time for these motherfuckers. No. Do you have another one you want to do? Um. Yeah. I want to do that last. I want to do that last one. That was another one I felt like brutal honesty. Yeah, because what? When people say that. It usually is that's a code for I was I said some fucked up shit and people got mad. <laughs> but I was just being honest. Okay. All right. Context. All of this was said in therapy with only the adults in the room. And for over a month, I was asked to be more honest. Background. My mom died when I was nine after her pregnancy with my little sister went terribly wrong. That day, I lost my mom, who was my favorite person ever and the little sister I had been so excited to meet. My dad and I never had the best relationship, and there was some added strain after we lost them. He remarried when I was 11. His wife had a daughter who was five at the time. Before my dad, she had never had a father figure in her life. She was an only child, also of no extended family, and never had much stability. Because of this, she really looked up to me and wanted me to be her big brother. My dad and his wife, while they were dating, had talked me up to her and had her led to believe that I wanted to be her big brother and that I already loved her and so was so excited to have a little sister. This was not true. The truth was that I was enraged. My dad thought I would sign up to be a big brother to any kid just because I had been excited about my little sister. Present day. My dad and his wife decided the three of us needed therapy together now that I'm 17. Ever since they got married, they have waited for me to step up and cherish her daughter and treat her like the baby sister I always wanted. But I've never wanted to be her big brother, and I never wanted her as my sister. She was not the baby sister I adored and never got to meet. Having her in my life didn't make up for it in any way. My dad said it did for him, that he poured all his love for my sister into his stepdaughter and made it up for not having her. I don't feel the same. My stepsister wants to be closer to me. They know this. They saw that I was not doing anything to make that happen. 
So they brought me to therapy to figure out what the block was. They asked me for honesty. I held back for a few weeks because I suspected they would not like honesty. I gave it to them. I told him that I did not love my stepsister, that I did not consider her my replacement sister. I did not want to be her big brother. I did not care they wanted that for me. I never had. I don't hate anyone, but I never wanted the same things as them. I told her their image of me protecting her from the big bad world, protecting her from boys, taking her with me everywhere I went, hugging her and letting her snuggle close to me, looking out for her and everything was not a role I wanted in her life and that had not changed in six years. They didn't like what I said. They argued back saying that whether I liked it or not, she was my sister and I should do better. I snapped and told them they wanted honesty, so they need to deal with it. They said I was harsh. They said I was brutal. They said I was wrong and that I should be ashamed for saying things that I did about my little sister who was a door who adores me. Am I the asshole? Okay, change my mind. Your parents are assholes. <laughs> Absolutely fucking mad. <laughs> Your asshole. parents are fucking dicks. Let me tell you something. First of all, dad's way of coping by pouring everything into his stepdaughter could be problematic down the road because when people do that, you have a you what you've done is put her on a pedestal and you have a lot of expectations for her. So when she started living her life and maybe she isn't what you thought she was going to be or what you wanted her to be because you have this image of her replacing your daughter, it's going to be a problem. Nobody is a replacement for somebody that you love. You shouldn't even be looking at people like that. That's not healthy. Like the way he's looking at it, the 17 year old makes more sense. Like she's not his replacement. Now, that doesn't mean he couldn't have developed a relationship with her, but when it's being pushed on you that she's your replacement sister, you really need to do this shit, of course you ain't gonna want to do it. Um, And I get why that, that would have there would have been a block there for him building a relationship with her when he's constantly being told she gonna replace this person that he was really, he loved and was looking forward to, to being with. So, I get that. I mean, again, he could have developed some kind of relationship with her, but I get why he didn't. But the parents, he, no, y'all are dicks. You can't do that. You can't force a relationship between people. You don't get to, like, cultivate that because you want it to be a certain way. That's, and his grief, his process of grieving didn't look like dad's. Like I said, I don't know that dad's was healthy because that creates a lot of unrealistic expectations for that stepdaughter. Because in his mind, she's this replacement. Not fair. Not fair to her, not fair to the 17-year-old. I wonder if they actually got him grief counseling after his mom died. Because they didn't even, this moment wasn't even them looking at therapy to help him. It was looking at therapy to get him to play the role that he said that they were going to play, that he was going to play. That they lied about, like they lied and told his, they hyped him up about this to that girl. That's so fucked up on their part. It's so fucked up on this part, that part. Yeah, and for y'all now to be like still trying to force that on him, like you don't get to do that. Like you can't. That's not how that works. Six years later, like he's about to leave his house. Yep. And never come the fuck back. Y'all ain't gonna see this nigga no more. Ever. <laughs> I be trying to tell parents, man, the closer your kid get to leaving the house, you need to make sure that you have a good relationship with them. Because all of your control that you've had over them, it ends the day they leave. When they go to college, you don't want that. You want to have cultivated a relationship that is such that they will want to talk to you, that they will want to confide in you. So that you'll know what's going on with them because it ain't you can't mandate it anymore at that point you can't make them like you did when they live with you 
And if that was your whole way of like getting information, is because you live in my house, you, that what you gonna do when that ain't the case no more? Now you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Like he's never gonna come back and visit these parents because all y'all have done for the duration of the most, the last six years of his life anyway, have made him feel bad about not being this thing that he never said he wanted to be. And y'all should again instead of just saying encouraging a healthy relationship between him and his sister y'all want to make it this idealistic version perfect and that it was never going to be that it was never going to be that your parents are dicks but not you that's a terrible thing to do you you didn't even let him grieve at all that's awful and when it's clear that he has these problems, like y'all want the outcome you want more than you want to help him with the issues that lead him to feeling this way. Yep. I mean, that's not to say that he uh, can't have a better relationship, but one it should have been started off with these lies. No, he's so excited to meet you. He's so he's so no. Why? Tell the truth. Yeah, be honest. Be honest. That is a terrible. Like I said, y'all did a disservice to him. You did a disservice to the daughter because she came in with much higher expectations than what was ever going to be afforded to her. It just fucked up. And, and yeah, they could have naturally built a close relationship had y'all just stayed the fuck out of it and just let it happen the way that it needed to but like every time you tried to force that on him the further away you pushed him from it like people trying to create these picture perfect families like for what for what nothing in life is picture perfect why would your family be so no kids not an asshole but his parents are they very much so are. Fuck them. Say what? I said, poor kid. We, I guess we go into news. We do you have some? Um, something like you can start up. Uh, if you have a question, comment, read a letter that you would like for us to respond to on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com, or you can send it to our um, social media. Uh, let me start off slow. JJ Icefish has got a wife. Oh, let's go see what she looked like. JJ Icefish. Yeah, she's actually pretty. He got his teeth fixed. He doesn't have the gap in his teeth anymore. He actually looks pretty normal in that in the picture with her. And not only gaps. No, the gap had nothing to do. But he did not look normal because he wasn't. <laughs> and the gap didn't have nothing to do with it. I'm just, I just mentioned the gap because I, it's noticeable that it's not there because it was such a large gap. Oh, yeah. like, no, he still got that chin, chin strap sideburn. Well, he's gonna beat him. But like, I mean, he still look. I mean, he still looked like he was in the special class a little bit. I'm sure he was in the special class. But I'm saying it's a way to not look like he was in the special class. Uh, I don't know. I think you can have it so bad that like you gonna always look like that, but just like a better. I think he looks like a better version. 
He looked like the kid in a special class that like grew up and and like made something of himself. <laughs> and he still looked like he was in the special classes. But she's pretty. She's normal. Herself, she not. She she not. There's a level of pretty that she could have been that I would have been like, mm. <laughs> uh, what? But like, it make they look like they make sense together. If that makes sense. She's attractive. So, I swipe right on on the app. She's pretty, yeah. She, but she's like yeah. next door girl, next door. She not Instagram model pretty. That would have been questionable. Like I feel like she just she looked like somebody he would have access to that wasn't just because of the money he made off of. Because he was on wilding out and all kind of shit at the height of that JJ Icefish shit. Yeah, so he made a little bit of money during that time. Um. JJ if y'all don't know who JJ Icefish is, just look it up. He was uh I can't really call him a musician. Uh, um, he was a guy that sang songs, <laughs> and because he, I'm assuming he's had some mental deficits through his life. They were funny as fuck, <laughs> unintentionally. So I don't think he set out for like it to become the meme that it did. <laughs> But he made some coin off of it, so good for him. And now he's married. So I just wanted to mention that because I hadn't even thought about him in so long. Mm-hmm. That hasn't it's not been a thing for some years. But uh and like I said, it ain't it ain't where you think, oh, this person's taking advantage of him. That's what if it had been like an Instagram model, I would have been like, like, bitch. But like this girl looks like they could just like be together and it. She could still be taking advantage of his ass. I don't know, but she, it, it looks better. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, and then the only other thing I had was Kanye. Really don't want to get into a whole bunch of like essentially Kanye doing Kanye bullshit again. He wore a a shirt that said "White Lives Matter" during Fashion Week. He's done an interview with Tucker Carlson. Um. Other celebrities have reached out to him and, and basically been like, dude, like, this ain't it. Like, you, this is fucked up. And reached out to him in private, which is what people always say, but like, he's made it public by posting their conversations with them, like, telling. And nobody's been mean. Nobody's been rude. Well, I take that back. Somehow. But like, Diddy wasn't mean. Diddy wasn't rude. Diddy was just basically like, dude, this ain't it. What you doing? Type shit. And he still posted it. I, I don't really want to. I don't. I've not been a Kanye fan and I have not supported anything that Kanye has done for a very long time. And I get everybody, he's a musical genius, his music, and I just don't care. For me, he's not one of those people who I appreciate and value his his musical contribution so much that I'm going to just ignore the fuck shit that he does. He ain't that person for me. I you know, I don't I don't know that I have somebody that is to where they could be doing this level of shit and I was still because people still making excuses for him and like trying to justify the shit that he's doing. Uh and I'm just like, okay, go off. Like, but I guess I, it's like Chrisette Michelle did one thing and y'all like had a whole come apart, wanted to cancel her. Oh, she went and sang for Trump. Kanye has been up Trump's asshole for a very long time. But because he's a musical genius, okay, 
Y'all don't care. This nigga said slavery was a choice. Y'all don't care. It doesn't matter because like I don't know at what point his musical contributions don't fucking outweigh this bullshit that he's putting out here. But you know whatever. Kanye gonna Kanye as long as y'all keep giving him attention, he gonna keep doing it because Kanye is that toddler. When the grown people in the, in the living room trying to have a conversation, the toddler come in and trying to dance and get attention. He that mm-hmm. he's a toddler at this point, who every now and then has to come running out in the living room to get some fucking attention. As long as y'all keep giving it to him, we gonna keep doing this shit. I did not watch him on Tucker Carlson because at this point, I know enough to know that if you go and talk to Tucker Carlson on Fox News, ain't nothing you gonna say gonna be some shit that is not gonna enrage me. So, I don't watch Fox News. I don't watch clips of Fox News because I already know what it's gonna be. <laughs> so, I did not watch it, but I, even when it be not watching it, I already know he said some fuck shit because you would have to in order for them to invite you on that show. You don't see them inviting none of these other influential people who are not pro-Trump onto the shows so that let me that gave me enough information that i need to know but like i just tired like i i you know i see his name and just be like (laughs) that's it and again i don't give a fuck how banging his next album is i'm not supporting that shit haven't supported any of his like i said in a while i just don't care like at this point i'm tired of kanye i'm really tired i wish he would go away i don't care about his mental health please don't know about his i don't give a fuck about that no more please don't say that to me I don't care because at a point when you're not getting help or you're coming off your meds or whatever, you cannot continue to use that shit to justify the shit you're doing. You're not actively trying to fix it. So I don't want to hear that shit. Okay. Legally, if somebody has a mental health disorder that that causes them to do illegal shit and then they come off their medicine and continue doing that shit, you're not going to get insanity again. Okay, not you. You cannot have something and not treat it, and then want people to feel bad about it, or like give you passes for shit you're doing. Fuck you, nigga. That's how I feel about Kanye right now. So it is what it is. Y'all gonna keep giving him attention. He gonna keep doing it. Kanye's gonna be a troll for as long as y'all allow him to troll. That's it. Okay. The only thing I gotta add to that really is, at a certain point, what you do for attention. And what you're willing to do for attention can be detrimental. Like if a country is willing to get attention by using a nuclear warhead, then it's, it, it can still be problematic. And what Kanye is doing is he's willing to use, he's willing to trade away blackness in the black community for that attention, which is getting to a point of frustration because he never talks shit about white folks. When it comes to the attention he's trying to get, Unless um, Kardashians, because he'll use black. Like when that first started with him and Kim, oh my black children, she's doing this to my black kids. She's keeping my kids from learning their blackness. All pro black and shit. When it came to talking shit about Kim, them, that it just it's like it's a convenient thing for him to bring it up. And when it's not convenient anymore, we're back to white lives matter. Like okay, boy, it's very intentional. It's very intentional. And even if it's out of control, you got enough control not to harm what you don't want to be harmed. I've worked with kids who they would get mad and they would start destroying stuff in their house 
but coincidentally will never could destroy stuff in their room. <laughs> not not their shit, but everything yeah. else. Everything else was up for grab, and this 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 very much feels like that. It's like I know what's expendable for my career, and it's sad that one we live in a society where black perception can be invalidated for clout. Um. But also that somebody with a platform like Kanye's will use that against whatever he's trying to use it against, whatever he's trying to use it for to get that attention because something related to a project, his fashion line release or whatever. Or maybe he got some new music about to come out, whatever it is that got him doing that like he's doing it. It's fucked up and I don't like it. You just get tired after a while. Like I said, it's, but I think collectively everybody has to get tired. And the people who still are in support buying all of that shit of his music, the clothes that I don't even, music, if you think he's a genius or whatever, cool, but like I'm convinced that motherfuckers that be buying Kanye West like clothing is buying it because it's, was, it's hyped up and it's hyped. Not because you actually think that shit look good. You can't possibly, man. I could become a millionaire tomorrow. I I promise you, y'all will never see me in any of that fucking Yeezy wear because it looks dumb to me. Like, y'all can't really think that shit look good. You can't. I'm sorry. How? Them little plastic ass shoes that y'all be rocking? I don't get it. <laughs> like, I really feel like if some regular person came out with them designs, people would clown the fuck out of them because it's stupid. But because Kanye did it, y'all walking around and he's like, I don't even know how to describe them any other shoes. The the flat them slides look like prison slides. Like I don't know if y'all have ever seen like the shower shoes that prisoners wear. Them slides that y'all walk around in look like them fucking prison shower slippers. That's what they look like. Mm. The first time I saw them, I was like, them look like prison shoes. And y'all just paying uh, absorbent amounts of money <laughs> for that shit because Kanye made it. I don't oh jesus i don't get it but i'm tired at this point like i'm about to mute all my social media of anything any mention of him because i'm tired i don't give a fuck i don't care i don't care <laughs> I've, I've i've just reached my limit with him and his shenanigans and y'all gonna keep supporting him and i know that and so like at this point i'm just kind of like whatever man but i do chris poker said Y'all really drugged the fuck out of her for that one thing. Y'all just letting this nigga do whatever the guy he goddamn wanted to. <laughs> and it's okay because he's a musical genius. Alright. I mean. They drugged the fuck out of Chris at, about that performing at his inauguration. Man, Chris at, did all that shit. That was all short-sighted. It was? She shouldn't have did it. She should have had, but she did not receive the same energy. <laughs> but I think, yeah, but, you know, she ain't At got all. Kanye catalog. And, and the way that she she felt like she did, and then that Basquiat she wore was supposed to be the, her standing up. Like, yeah. her response to it was problematic. She would have said, I'm sorry, black community, I fucked up. I'm going to do, do some shows around the country for free or some shit. She probably done had three more albums out by now. But she would have had to do that. Kanye's not done that at all, and nobody cares. But He's it's Kanye, and the evidence that it's Kanye is that Daniel Caesar shit did less. 
then you see he's just protecting his white friends in a little restaurant and a lot of people cancel him and still ain't came back from it. Now I fuck with Dane Caesar. You know. Well, he just protected his friend. Did he say something about he don't understand? I can't remember what it. It wasn't just. No, a, it, like, I don't understand why black folks be talking about white people and blah 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 blah. Yeah. That, so yeah. That definitely could have been phrased better. <laughs> I, I ain't giving him but up. He got to do some work shit. It's still not the level of. It, it's still not the level of Kanye. That's what I I'm know. saying. So like, I know. So due to Kanye's catalog, what is it gonna be enough? What's gonna be the thing? Like, how much can he do before it's like the music don't matter? And I don't know that there is it. I don't even know that there is an amount. I really don't. I I don't. I feel like the, I don't know. I don't know that there is anything he could do. It's because like diehard fans they don't give a fuck. Everybody treating Kanye like he got a tinfoil on his head. <laughs> That's why they giving him a pass because mental health. But again, I don't even want to hear that shit no more because. Mental health is only in it, undiagnosed mental health, sure. Diagnosed mental health, where you know you're supposed to be taking medication and you come off that shit. I don't care. I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. Like, cause that, I mean, what else? You can only use that as an excuse for so long, my dude. Like, I don't even want to hear that mental health shit no more. I don't know. I'm tired of it. He gonna continue to be Kanye and do shenanigans. Y'all gonna keep buying his shit, and we're just gonna keep being back in this place where everybody's outraged for a little while. Then his new project come out and y'all go buy them slippers. Or y'all go and stream that album or buy whatever the fuck. I don't even remember what them little shits were called. Uh, the little things you had to buy to get his last album. The like $400 fucking little whatever it was. I don't even remember what that shit was called. Uh, you had to get to get the album. People bought that shit. I got one. What is it called? I don't know what it's called, but I got one. My friend bought one. Let me see. I don't even remember, but I mean, even on Discord. Hold on. I mean, it doesn't matter what it's called. You Steam know. player. Okay. Um. But even, I feel bad. I feel bad for having one at this point. <laughs> I'm just tired. Like I said, I mean, I'm tired because I know this ain't. It's just gonna continue because people are gonna continue to support him and use him either being so talented or his mental health as an excuse. And so y'all gonna forever just give him passes. And so at this point, I just don't want to hear about it anymore. Let him do what he wanna do. Y'all gonna let him do it. So whatever. I just don't want to hear it. Cause it's not gonna change. He's gonna continue doing this shit till whenever. So I, I'm just tired at this point. Like I, I just, you know. Because, you know, when we have clients that are non-compliant with medication, again, at a point, it's like, I can't do anything therapeutically to help you when you're not medicated. Yeah. Like, you have to just accept that shit. It, I don't keep, pre- like, it ain't nothing I can do. If you're going to come off your meds, you're unstable, therapy's not going to be helpful. Yeah. Like, at a point, you just, it's not an excuse no more. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, that's it. I don't have any news that I care to go into myself personally. So uh, I'm back to you didn't even see my hair is red again. Okay. Um <laughs> mostly because and this sounds so terrible. I really got tired of people stopping me. 
Oh, they were stopping you about the purple hair, but not the red yes. hair. So, I, red is kind, you know, black black people with red hair. It's not, it's not as like it don't stand out as much. I feel like so, like when I first went natural and I first went red, you gotta consider this was like almost ten years ago. It was a big thing, but like it's a lot of natural women with red hair, so that's not like a big deep thing. But when I, I my hair was like pink and purple. When I did that shit, that stood out more. And so people was like stopping me. And, and at first it was kind of like, oh, okay, that's nice. And then at the point, I don't be one, I'm not sociable. <laughs> I'm not. And I didn't do it for people to talk to me about it. <laughs> yeah. If I did it for the attention, then I would have been in heaven. It would have been great. But I didn't. <laughs> and so, like, literally, gas stations. Going groceries, like it didn't matter. Somebody was gonna stop and like ask me either who did it. Then when I said I did it myself, they wanted to know how, and I just got tired of it. Plus, it's turning into fall, and I wanted, you know, red is a little bit more of a fall kind of a vibe instead of pink and purple. So, I know when I go to work, I just did this. So, um, when I go to work on Monday, I know my coworkers are gonna be like, "Why oh, would you change it?" <laughs> so are my clients. Um, but I just, I got tired of this shit, man. It, it wasn't, like I said, if I did it for the attention, it would have been great, but I didn't. I didn't even think nobody was going to give a fuck about my hair, but they yeah. did. Um, and it got to be too much, so here we are. <laughs> so now it's red again, so I am literally calamity red once again. Um, Congratulations. So. And for y'all, that doesn't matter because I don't think any of you knew what I looked like anyway or knew that my hair was red. I mean, I guess if you see the cartoon, I did look like that. I look like that again, basically. But for a time, it was pink and purple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this show isn't a little shorter than normal, but it is what it is. And um, you got anything else on your mind? I do not. Oh, uh, everybody, I mentioned Atlanta being, um, did I say that on the show or did I say that? Anyway, Atlanta, the new season of Atlanta is good and the new season of Rick and Morty is good. Okay. It's not on Hulu. Yeah. And Rick and Morty, um, the portal gun is broken. Did they get stuck somewhere? No, the portal fluid. No, no, no. They, They just can't leave Earth. Okay, so that, I, I, portals. I mean, I they can't go through different dimensions. It broke while they were off somewhere, but mm-hmm. it broke while they were at home. So the dilemma that it made for, I guess, one for the writers, they got to figure out how to do stuff without other universes being brought into it. Also, they can't die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, oh, resolving yeah. their deaths have been going to other universes to find where they died and then take their place. Mm-hmm. So it's good. So that's my piece. Um, but until we come to the next conversation, yo, holla. Yeah.